You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Let's uh, give a Victory Baptist welcome to Pastor Treber as he comes to preach. How you doing? Glad to see you. Thanks for coming. Pastor, you, we Pastor. love you. God bless you. Amen. Thank God you so bless much. you. Sure love you, Brother, Ka- Brother Cobernat. And God bless all of you for being here on a Monday night. This is great. Love the music. I love your enthusiasm. Can't understand what you're saying, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, our church, it's the melting pot of the world. We have... A Korean ministry, an Indian ministry, a Spanish ministry, a Filipino ministry, uh, a prison ministry. That's many of my deacons, but uh, we, you name it, there's, there's always at least 70 countries that are first-generation people. Like my folks are from another country, but I'm not counting myself every Sunday. Uh, and uh, it's just a melting pot. I can understand those people from those countries better than I can understand you. Uh, Liberty, was that you? Was that Liberty singing tonight, Brother Williams? That was good singing. I have no idea what it was, but I love when you, when you sang Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound. That was really a good one tonight. Did you sing that tonight? You know, we get to heaven, we're all going to speak like you. I love, I love, in fact, my wife was supposed to, we'd never have traveled together to meetings, but she was going to come and and uh, I'm glad she does. And if she could see this uh, beautiful property and beautiful area and folks like you, she said, let's just move. I said, we're not moving. Why not? Uh, you know, women sometimes. Uh, uh, I'm writ- writing a book right now. Uh, it's so far, it's 572 pages, everything I know about women. <laughs> and it's all blank pages right now. Maybe, Mrs. Coburnett, you could help me with that. Is that right? Uh, thank you so much. I know you've had a busy day, and um, I, I appreciate you coming tonight. Thank you for having those kids here, and the workers, our friends that are watching, wherever you're watching from, and listening on the radio. God bless you. This, there, there's something very special here. Amen. Don't mess it up. Amen. Don't wreck it. Don't ruin it. When God is doing something very special, it's easy for the devil to come in and destroy it. And uh, I hope that you understand he's doing something great here. Our, our young people, I, Natalie, I have a letter from you right here, and Michaela, I think your dad may have put money in here. I'm not sure, but um, we'll get you those. And if you have friends back there, if you'll take them back, I, I think I come in late in College Chapel on Wednesday morning, but I'll take a, a letter back to the pulpit, and I'll get it out to our friends. I'd like to talk to you just to fellowship with you, but I think I, I'll respect your time. Let's see. Let me see. It's, uh, oh, my goodness, it's getting away. It's 426 right now. <laughs> and uh, I want to do my best to have you out here by 730, so we'll work on that here. We've got a little time to go. Exodus chapter 32, could you turn there? And I love your pastor. You know, we've, Miss Traber and I have been there so many years, 47 years at our church, and we lose staff members all the time. I've had many that stayed with me for years and decades, and we have folks in the church been all 47 years, 45 years, 40 years, many has published all their names. But I've had 42 men sit right next to me, your pastor being one, right next to me that are pastoring churches now. If you don't think that's a hard deal, just constantly replacing and bringing up another generation. I've got a few more fellows right now, I believe. Our church doesn't know, and they're probably watching. A couple more of them was sent out to pastor. But I like what you're doing here. And uh, really, pastor, our lives go back. Well, I was going to say, when you were born, Brother Coburn and my daughter, who's a pastor's wife, were born the same week, same month. You're in nursery together, I remember that. But um, it goes back before that. Your dad was in high school and I was in college. And I'd come to that church in Berean Baptist in Rockford. He was bus captain one. 
I still have those notes in my file about your dad. Great preachers with the Lord. And now his son is preaching here. You love your pastor. And pastors, it's, is it pastors? Did you say that, Brother William? Someone said, Brother, is it pastors week this week or pastors Sunday? Who said that? Did you say that, Brother? That's pastors. Uh, wow, good. All right. Are you listening back home right now? <laughs> and I, please, please, I hope they're not because I do not, those people, those people, I have to, you know, you're staying so long, I have to watch it. Oh, I'd sure like to have, and if I say something, someone go get it. Uh, you know, I'd sure like to have a 2023 Corvette. Uh, I hope they're listening right now. I'd be a lot better pastor, I'm certain about that. We love this church. We love what God's doing. We love our young people that are here serving the Lord with you. These are great days for us at North Valley. I want to talk to you about a subject that's so burdensome to my heart. I know I've preached from this text. I just have notes I've written in my Bible here. So, But I, I just got this Bible a year or so ago. I've not preached this message anywhere to my knowledge anywhere. I don't know if I've preached it at home. Maybe I have. I'm so burdened about what's happening in our country, in our world. Who'd ever think that a few months ago Scotland said, okay, we're going we're gonna to legalize sodomy marriages. That's the same country that John Knox said, give me Scotland or I die. He was a preacher of the gospel. I don't need to stand before you and tell you what a messed up world we live in. Our country is self-destructing. Uh, righteousness exalted the nation. I was sitting next to a Mormon on the plane today. I had to fly into Salt Lake and then from there to here. And I quoted that verse, righteousness exalted the nation, but sin is a report to any people. But my burden is not with the world necessarily, though I want to reach the world. My burden, while I'm so full of anguish tonight, is not, is not America. Because America cannot save herself. If my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves. It's, it's God's people. It's the New Testament church. I know I'm preaching what we say to the choir tonight. You were in church all day yesterday. You are in church tonight. Many of you have driven hours just to get here. Drive hours to get home tonight. But we're going to have to wake up about the church. The church has not yet recovered from COVID. Our educational system has not recovered. We have the majority, one state published in fifth grade, they cannot read kindergarten level. The social skills in those two years with COVID is showing up. Those kids went to their devices for two years. They cannot carry on a conversation. You try to carry on a conversation with a young person or a teenager, even college-age person, and we've dumbed down. Now, I don't think it's hopeless because I truly believe, as I preach to you tonight, of the condition of the church, I believe that it is in the character of God to send one more revival. The next event is the rapture. And then, of course, on earth is a tribulation. And the Bible said he is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. It would just make sense to me that God would allow us one more time to fan out of our churches across America and give the gospel one more good time, a big dose of the gospel in America. But where we are right now in America, there are 380,000 churches of all kinds. Of the 380,000 churches in America, most of them were closed last night. Now, our area is not like your area. I live in a city of 150,000 people. There are four Baptist churches. One is called The Edge. It's a very small church. It used to be a large church. The Edge, First Baptist Church, now called The Edge. I, I, I would guess yesterday morning they had 80 people in attendance. And I'm online so people can watch this and authenticate it. No Sunday night, no Wednesday night. There's a Korean church, and I, I, I heard they have four members. 
but I've never, I don't know where they meet. There's a Southern Baptist church, another one, that was an American Baptist church, and the Southern Baptist, and I, I don't know where they meet, but they've been there for years, and they're not open Sunday night. In our city, there's only one church open Sunday night. I live in the Silicon Valley. There's too many people in the Silicon Valley. To my knowledge, I'm talking about all religions. To my knowledge, and I may be wrong, I think there are two churches open on Sunday night for two million people. I live in the Bay Area, San Francisco, Oakland, all that region to the South, South Oakland. Three international airports around us within 25 minutes. Nine million people. You cannot find a church open on Sunday night. I'm talking about right, right, right to the north of me. Sunnyvale, no church, 150,000. No church open on Sunday night. Mountain View, over 100,000. Not a church open. Big air base there. Uh, you, you cannot find a church in East Palo Alto or Palo Alto, Stanford University area. That's open on a Sunday night. You cannot, you cannot find a church in Be Belmont. We're, we're working our way up to San Francisco, which is only about 30 minutes away. Belmont and Menlo Park. And you cannot find a church in all these cities, hundreds of thousands of people, not one open on Sunday night. America is not going to come back to God by building beautiful buildings and keeping the grass cut once in a while and seeing them empty Sunday morning and always Sunday night and Wednesday night. We have churches that have not gone back to church yet because they've learned a, it's a pretty good deal. In our area, I, we still can't get in the rest homes. We have 17 rest homes we preach in. We're back into four. We can't get in the others. Our buses have not yet recovered. Too close to that thing, probably. Our bus, we've got 19 people taking bus licenses right now. Thank God for that. Amen. And our buses that were running seven and 800, 900, our, yesterday had a day of 300, and we're, we're happy about it. It's coming. You know what? I can tell you something else, though. In our church, the choir, we can't fit them in. It's more than ever. Amen. We had to meet outside in the parking lots in tents, and some of you saw that, and, and we loved it. We just, we just loved it. You know, I believe you ought to conquer what you have to con uh, conquer. Whoop, I lost that. I, I didn't. How did I get so close to that step, brother? How's that agile for 95 years of age? <laughs> Boy, thank God. My wife's at a volleyball game right now for the high school. You know, that's a sign. I know a guy who runs for president. He doesn't even know where the steps are either. Put me in that crowd. That is crazy. I, always, I get people nervous. I'll stand on the edge like this, way up high in different places, different I preach. And I'm not where I know where I'm at, but I lost, I lost. Where am I at here? That's, that's scaring me, Pastor Coburn, at. Me too. It is. Well, I'm glad to be here at First Nazarene tonight. Um, I don't think I've ever done that all 50 years I've been preaching. Well, Brother Jones, God bless you. Our choirs, we're, we're, we're expanding the choir right now. We've moved the big pianos out to the sides. We're, we're, we're expanding. The orchestra is the biggest it's ever been. I looked down there last night. I think I counted probably about 10 or 12 trumpets and then probably more than that in violins and, 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 and string bass and all, all the uh, saxophones and all the instruments. Hey, the, the orchestra is bigger than ever. The choir is bigger than ever. Men's prayer meeting. I've had men's prayer meeting for all these decades and, and we started having a meeting. We have always met Saturday night, but there's not a Saturday night. I'm not talking about our college students coming. I'm not talking the Spanish ministry. They're at the other property. We seven, I'm talking about every Saturday night you can count on 100 men. Come every week, every week for two years. You can count on tonight someone is going to be on the steps of the church praying for our church and for our state and for our city and for our country tonight. There are ladies that go to the school, they, they kneel. We got a little patch of grass out there, and they kneel, drop the kids off, and they kneel and pray. God's doing something. We're seeing souls say, we're, we're, we're having more people. We have, we have soul winners out by the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. I'm not counting college students. I'm just saying the church. We pack it out everywhere we go. We went to another building upstairs on the second floor of the commons. They can't even get in. A Bible distribution, uh, 100,000 last year, 100,000 the year before, 100,000 this year will hit it. People are giving the Bible out. Gospels going out all the time. 
It's just an amazing thing. We are having people literally saved every Sunday, walking forward and said, I got a Bible. I wasn't home. I left it on my porch. I've been asking God. Last Sunday, a man came. He said, I was invited to a special day, Brother Martinez's class, adult class. He said, I just thought, I don't know, at the, at the hospital, I, I work in the, uh, in the uh, surgery, and one of your members here said to come with me. I didn't know what I was going to. I went to my church this morning. But he said, for a year, I've been praying that I get the answer to my life. Your choir sang, Jesus is still the answer. He said, I walked forward and got saved. Sunday night, he's telling me this after he got baptized. That is literally happening every week in our church. I don't know if this is revival or not. And a lady came and she, some, so she, she, she got a Bible and got led to Christ. She came, uh, you know, she got a Bible. She came to church on Sunday from East Palo Alto, 20 minutes away. She came on down, walked the aisle, got saved, got baptized that night. She showed up for soul winning Saturday morning and said, those Bibles that we gave out, I want a whole bunch. I'm going over all, all of our city. Hey, I want to tell you, she's been taking Bibles. It's happening every, every, every week. Every, there's not an exception. Every week is happening. Soul winning and, and knocking on doors. So I'm not Mr. Doom and Gloom, it's over. Pastor, you'd be th so thrilled. I mean, during COVID, you talk about moveaways. We've got people moved to every state in the union and they still work in the Silicon Valley, but they live in Florida. Or they live in Texas, or they live in Minnesota, or they live here and there. And, and that's what that's, hey, but I'm watching these people move left and right. But I look on the auditorium every Sunday morning. I look out. We, it's 3,000 seats. It's never been forward in my entire ministry. It's been packed. People everywhere. It's just an amazing thing when you watch what God is doing. He's still on the throne. God's not done with the church yet. I really believe great things could happen. I'm going to get to preaching in a minute. But I'm telling you this, that I'm not going to throw the towel because who's ever in office and liberals are doing crazy thing, and, and, and conservatives are capitulating to that, giving into it, and it was so dark at night. Don't tell me it's dark. I'm finding people are hungry for the gospel. We have been trying, we, we, we go to the juvenile hall, we're in there as a preacher, can't get back in yet, but we have a preacher, one of our men, layman, a deacon is in there, and uh, he used to live there about, seriously, about 25 years ago. He lived in the same juvie hall. And now he got saved many, many years ago. And he's in there as a preacher. It's an amazing thing. He also works over there at Tesla. And Mr. Musk comes by and he's praying. He saw him Saturday, uh, Friday, praying that he can win him to Jesus Christ. Got folks in there that are passing. We had a man saved at Tesla Saturday. He said, I'm just looking for help and hope for my life. And Saturday a man got saved and Friday a man got saved. They're talking about maybe starting a, 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 a service there at Tesla. It's happening. We've been trying to get weird in the jails. Oh, it's so hard to get in. But COVID came. And the men's jail called us from San Mateo and said, we need 100 Bibles. Can you get us Bibles? We got the Bibles the next day. San Jose jail called, said, we heard that you got Bibles. We need Bibles. Can you bring 100? We bought them 100 Bibles. The women's jail called the next day. This is all in one week. And they said, we need 100 Bibles at least. And guess what? We put 100 Bibles in the women's jail. We had five jails in five days say, we need Bibles. Brother Jerry Whitlow out of our church, he works with Rock of Ages. Jerry's been, he'll be revived somewhere this week in one of the prison ministries. And all over California, they're begging for the first time, Jerry, come and preach. Every week, every week they're seeing people saved. He had eight saved last week. Uh, I don't know who he is. I never heard his, I never saw his face before. Ozzy Osbourne's uh, lead guitarist got saved a few months ago. He, he leads the music now in prison for our revivals when we go to that prison. No, God's not done, ladies and gentlemen. Young people, young people are looking to, maybe I'll serve God with my life. Maybe I'll do something with my life. It's just an amazing thing. I, I watch, I watch in, in uh, high school chapel and college chapel, and I watch in our services, people just come and flood and hit at that altar. God is still on the throne. But here's how we have to, what, what, we gotta guard. We can't give in to this new movement that's coming and invading our churches. God said this, we think this, this rock and roll, thanks for that good music tonight. We think this rock and roll music is the answer for, to, to relate to society. 
somebody, I was in a church preaching, they said, how do you relate to the, the yuppies and the young people? That's not my job. My job's to preach the word. And guess what? It's their job to relate to the gospel, not my job to relate to them. Are you kidding me? An old bald-headed guy is going to relate to the young generation? I, I'm not going to relate, but preaching will. God's word doesn't change. We think this new movement and, uh, and praise singers and frontline singers and, and uh, just dressing like you want and, and acting like you want and giving in to everything and buying into it. We think that's something new. Every generation, Jesus told the first generation church, Paul said it this way after my departure. So grievous wolves come in, not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things. Acts chapter 20, 29 through 31. The first church there, in Jude, Jude is writing at us. He said, uh, brethren, I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation. It was needful to write and exhort you that you should earnestly contend, fight for the faith. Are you fighting for the faith? I'm fighting for it tonight. I've always been fighting. I don't, I don't believe you're going to preserve. Fight for the faith, which was once delivered unto the saints. The, the, the scriptures, the word of God, the historic doctrines of the faith have not been deposited to Bible college. They've been deposited to the local church, God's people. I just believe that I know we're living in last days. This know also in the last days, perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of themselves, proud, boasters, boastful, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. We see all that. But you know, I don't do a lot of preaching about what's going on out there. I do a lot of preaching about Jesus. Amen. Talking about Jesus, he's the answer. Amen. Tonight we're in the book of Exodus. In Exodus chapter 32, and I just believe these are great days to serve the King of Kings. I'm watching. I ask. I, 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 I might ask for something in the church. We need somebody to do this. I'll get so many volunteers. I'll do that. I said to the church, I said now about a month ago, I said a month and a half, the college kids are coming. We, have, um, we don't have Cracker Barrel out there by us, but we're Cracker Barrel, they all know what it is. We have Cracker Barrel. We, we need Cracker Barrel uh, rocking chairs. We have a bunch of them. 40, 50 of them around the property. But I said, we just need some newer ones. And so I said, I need a, what it was. And in just seconds, I had everybody just buying them, just like that. A, a couple, young couple came up to my wife and said, oh boy, did we make a mistake. We just ordered 40 more for the college. They're going to be arrived and they're put together. And in addition, we ordered this and we ordered this. And we, it was about $10,000 they ordered. And they're not rich. They don't even own a house. They rent. And then I come up last week and I see this beautiful, beautiful entry. I've always wanted that beautiful rug. It's $3,000. I wanted it. It says, script, North Valley Baptist Church, black and white, matches the building. And it's free. I tell you what, God's people are great. They're wonderful. So I know it's a dark night. And I know there's evil abounding but I'm, I, there's something happening. That, that, that year out on, and plus out on that parking lot and being out there when it rained and we never get hail, but don't you know, we're out there, it's hailing uh, and, and people are staying out there and huddling around the fire pits and the college reopened after a semester and they're around fire pits in tents. They could not eat inside the dining hall. Could not eat outside because, you know, you might get COVID, so you had to go to your room by yourself. They were there about three, four weeks, and I got thinking, these kids have even dated. I said, just dawn to me, you can't date. Not one kid complained. You know what happened that COVID time around here? Not one student quit college. Not one student was withdrawn from college. Well, one student was expelled from college. Not one student didn't pay their bill. And when it came to graduation, every single student that started finished. Amen. I think there's something going on. I, I, I think something's going on here too. Something's happening in our church. I've been there so long, I've seen it all. God's not done with the church. Upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. 
Tonight I'm asking you to get involved and fight for the New Testament local church. So when I'm old now, don't give me that nonsense. You're not old. Old brother Bobby Robertson, I preach back here, used to say all the time, I'm going to preach God, pastor gospel at Light Baptist Church until I'm 100, and then I'm going into evangelism. <laughs> My wife says, you're not doing that. I'll tell you that right now. The Bible says in chapter 32, and when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people aired themselves, uh, uh, gathered themselves together. Church, church members, there's so much to say. Be careful of these little committee meetings you're having that are not committee meetings. You just, 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 you know what? Come to church, hear the man of God preach, Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and get a vision of what you could do. He said, you know what? Right now we need bus drivers. We ought to have folks line up here and say, I'll be a bus driver. That was a little bit weak, but we ought to. And Aaron got this idea. He said, give me your golden earrings, verse 2. And the verse three, they took those golden earrings. And verse 4, he made a calf. Verse 6, and they rose up early tomorrow. It's amazing when you want to change religion and do it your way. You'll, you'll, you'll make it whatever you want to do it. You'll do that. But, you know, can't come to Sunday school. I'm, I'm worn out. And they began to have these burnt offerings and peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat, to drink, and they rose up to play. This is not a play day. This is a day we're trying to rescue the New Testament local church and the nation and the world for Christ. They want it to play. It just seems like, are we, are we having fun? What's the next fun event we're going to do? How about we'll work till Jesus comes? I know all for enjoyment and all these things. Tonight I'm speaking to you about apostasy, and apostasy is when you change a once-held position. This church cannot change. Meddle not with them, they're given to change. We drop Sunday school. It's all over America. Now we're having connection groups. Well, Sunday school worked. Where are you getting these new ideas? You're not getting them from old time, old time religion people. Amen. Well, I think we're going to market the church. Where are we getting that? Right. D.L. Moody said you put a fire in the pulpit, people come watch it burn. Yeah. We're, we're, we're changing our music, and now it's got to, it can't be hymns and songs and spiritual songs singing and making melody to the Lord. It's got to be, you know, a little bit of contemporary, a little bit of rock, a little bit of a, uh, uh, he, he, uh, all about a love song about, I guess it's about Jesus, and find out that it's not about a boyfriend or a girlfriend, it's about Jesus. That doesn't belong in the pulpit. How about there is a name I love to hear? How about, and can it be that I, how about all hail the power of Jesus' name. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name. Jesus Christ is made to me all I need, all I need. Oh, thank God I will sing of my Redeemer. We can't change. There has to be some place that's stable. We redefine marriage. We redefine male masculinity and femininity. We're redefining everything. I was walking out of the, must have been here. Because I was leaving the, the airport, so it must have been here today. I was walking out at Durham, the airport. And I saw this lady sitting there. You know, you always, it, so that's the, the officer sits there. You can't come back in. And I was going to say, hello, ma'am. And I got up there, and the ma'am was not a ma'am. It was a sir. Had a beautiful ponytail. Very feminine. And I know, God bless you. We, I, we've got three kids. They're all in the ministry and preaching the gospel. It's wonderful. But I know every family has a degree of dysfunctionality. You have aunts and uncles and cousins and relatives, and I know all that. And you have some you have wayward sons and daughters, and God bless you. But that, that's part of life. 
we ought to be faithful to the Lord Jesus till he comes again. I'm, I'm getting where I'm going, and I'll, I'll try to be done here quickly. I know you have places to go to uh, bed and get back, to, <laughs> get back tomorrow night. I look at what's taking place, and the Bible says in verse number 8, they have turned aside, what's that next word? Quickly. They've turned aside quickly. Just real fast, things change. It's an amazing thing how quickly in our churches things change, not for more holiness and more godliness and more righteousness, but to be more accepted and not looked at as such strange people. How'd they change? Well, they changed their worship. Look what the Bible says in verse 17. And Joshua heard the noise of the people. They shouted. In verses 2 through 6, I mentioned about their, 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 their uh, religious worship. Uh, be careful about changing uh, your religious. I, I was reading my Bible yesterday or the day before. Maybe it was Saturday. I came across this verse. And I want you to hear about it in, in, in Psalm 79. And in, in verse number one, it, it says this, O God, the, the heathen are coming to thy sanctuary. There needs to be a place where we don't have the world, the flesh, the devil. There needs to be a place like this. Amen. Had a fellow, he gave his testimony at men's prayer Saturday night. I said, Raymond, give me a testimony. And he, uh, he, 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 he said, I, men, I've got to tell you what happened. It was Thanksgiving I've been praying. He said, I, I was a drug addict my whole life and a drunkard. Rolled my car out here on Highway 280 eight, nine times. Took out the uh, 25 years ago. Just my life so messed up. I became a rock band guitarist. He said, then I went from rock band. I went to punk rock and I went to all this other stuff. We were the headline group before the big groups in the stadiums. But I knew something was missing. And I was up in the Sierras about five years ago, I looked there one morning. I saw the beautiful creation. I said, I don't, know, I don't know where I need to go or what I need to do, but there's got to be a God. This just didn't happen. And he kept searching. He kept searching. He didn't know where to go. And one day during COVID, it was last year, and, and he just went online and said, I think I need a church. I remember riding a bus in San Jose to uh, a, 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 a church. Uh, that ran buses. It was a Baptist church. <laughs> Run buses for every, all over. Well, 1.5 million riders now these years. And he said, I, I knew I needed a church. I wanted a Baptist church. And I, I looked what churches were open for COVID. And I found one in Japan. That was the one that came up. And, and he said, I shut my computer. I was disgusted. I said, I know there's a God. It has to be a God. I saw that on that mountain, but I don't know where to go. And he said, this is literally what happened. I opened my computer up, and it came North Valley Baptist Church. For the next four hours, I listened to preaching, and I listened to music. I listened to everything on there, and I found that radio station, and thank God for your station here. And, and I said, I, I just, I went there. I said, I, I, I emailed. I said, could I come to church this Sunday? And Alvin Martinez, 20 minutes later, said, I'll meet you. He said, Alvin Martinez was walking around the corner. I was walking this way. He said, hey, Raymond, how you doing? He goes, how did he know me? He said, I got saved that day. He's in Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, saying amen, lifting his hand. He sings in the choir. Comes a Saturday night men's prayer meeting. I'll tell you something, that guy had no hope. And he goes, I had the best life ever. I only wish I would have found this when I was young. Don't change your worship. Still have, I, I, you must have a great choir here. Let's double it this Sunday. Let's get another 10 or 15 up here. So it can't fit. Well, get them up here anyway. And shout it out and sing. And we have all these four or five Elvis Presleys down here. I got to meet all of you guys. You did good tonight. I like that. Does anybody else play another instrument? Get, get over here. Just get in here and start playing an instrument. I don't know. You have to probably check with pastor on it. 
whatever, but figure it out. And we ought to be, plead. I want to be an usher. I want to be an usher. I want to be involved. I want to say amen. I want to drive a bus. I want to be a parking lot attendant. I want to be in the security. I want to, I want to be involved in this thing. There's a need in the church for worldwide missions. I want to be a need for this great. God, God gave me that beautiful school. I saw it several years ago before. God gave that to you. Like, I mean, what an honor. God gave you a radio station. God gave you these buildings. God gave you a wonderful pastor and a wonderful pastor's wife and wonderful staff and wonderful church. Something's happening here. It's not over yet. I want you to know their worship changed, and I'm hasty now. I won't labor that. But in addition to that, their music changed. Verse 18. Verse number 17 said, They shouted as there was a, a noise of war in the camp. And they said, It is not the voice of them that shout for the mastery. Neither is it the voice of them that cry for being overcome. But the noise of them that do sing do I hear. Thank you, Brother Johnson, for leading that song, those songs tonight. And I watched you. Thank you for singing them like you sang it. God says, speaking to yourselves in Psalms. That, that, that word Psalms, and of course, the largest book of the Bible is a song book, 150 Psalms. It, it, God's instructed us, use Bible words. Like Redeemer, and Heaven, and Grace, and Mercy. Uh, use words like Jesus, and God, and Father, and Holy Spirit. Uh, use words that speak about the word of God, justification. I'm justified. I'm happy in Jesus today. The sins. I, you see how all, you know, the hymns, the songs in the psalm book generally get to the theme immediately. I will sing, that's Bible, of my Redeemer. That's Bible. Redeemed, how I, that's Bible. How I love to proclaim it. There shall be showers of blessings. That's a Bible word. Showers is a Bible word. Well, rhythmically, and I, I, I never studied to be a pastor, but I did get a degree in music. Rhythmically, the words need to change, follow the notes. But we're putting things that don't even fit in the notes. They're not singable. And we, we're doing all this stuff. They say, oh, I worship you, I worship you, worship you. That's a Bible word. But it's monotonous. What are you doing? <laughs> and sometimes we tell these stories. I know once in a while, like, uh, 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 forget the song, but it, it, once in a while, these, these, these songs that maybe tell a story. But just don't have all those songs tell how life is so sad and life. It's like a, you're at a country western bar. You say, well, how would you know? I've never been in one, but I've, I've been, I've pulled Jake Pinello many times out of one. I remember those days, I'll tell you that right now. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and then hymns. What's a hymn? It's a song that speaks about the majesty of God. Oh, Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the works thy hands have made, Amen. crown him with many crowns. How, how, about, how about guide me, oh, thou great Jehovah, pilgrim through this barren. That's a hymn. Great hymns of the faith. Speak to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Make them spiritual. Singing and making, making melody. Melody is that word that deals with harmony. That was good harmony tonight. The girls were really good. How many men were in the group, Brother Williams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, there's, there you are. Uh, I looked there earlier. <laughs> That's another thing. I fell off the steps. I can't see a thing tonight. I have prescription glasses. I, and and I, I can't, I, I, I don't know what's wrong. I guess you get old or something. I, I don't know. I've, but um, 
I, I, I was going out to the office early on Saturday morning and I watered some flowers and plants and I must have bent over and dropped my prescription glasses. I can't find them anywhere. Of course, if I had the glasses, I could maybe find them. <laughs> so I got these, these Walmart 300s right here. And I'm telling you right now, I put them on. I don't even know where you are. But at least I could see a little bit. I was trying to, I was at the ticket, I was, I was there at the kiosk this morning, and they said, just put your credit, credit card in, we'll get your name, we'll get your porting to pass. They said that to me, I could see that. And, and, but I couldn't see the numbers. I'm looking like this, you know. I don't want to get old, but it's, it's happening. I mean, I can't believe I'm already 41 years old. But, um, and I've pastored for 47 years, that church, but, uh, but, uh, but, I'm reading. I said, the guy said, do you need some help? I said, yes, I can't read these numbers. He said, let me just do it for you. He must have thought the old codger. But uh, <laughs> speaking yourselves in psalms and hymns, singing, making melody. M melody is harmony. You know, we always start with a dominant note, like middle C. And then music is built off a triad. God does much with triads in the Bible. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Uh, body, soul, spirit. Uh, we, throughout the Word of God, you see, uh, we are even doing triads here. Red light, yellow light, green light. You have traffic lights here, right? You, you have it? You have, cell, you, you have cell phones, right? Power is out here for cell phones, right? Oh, I was going to move here, but now you've got power and cell phones. I'm not moving here. But you have a dominant note. Then you go up a third, you have the second note. That's the harmony note. And you go up another third, that's the fifth note. That's, a, that's where you have a lady's trio or a men's trio. And then the bass part is generally just a repeat of the lead line, uh, 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 generally, uh, an octave lower, because most basses are not that smart. So they just follow the ladies' part, whatever it is, but just go down an octave. But it makes such a good song. Harmony moves the heart. You, you, we were talking, Pastor Brent Strofe was in our ministry for so many years, and several years ago, his five-year-old son, he was pastoring right near us, died of cancer, little Jeremiah. And he was laid to rest not far from the church. And he was starting a new church, and they really didn't have good music yet. He was trying to lead the music, not really a good pianist like you have here, an organist, but he came to the funeral. He said, the preachers that preach, pastor, my little boy's little casket was right there. He said, I'm so comforted what they said and the preachers that spoke. But you know what comforted my heart more than anything? I've not heard music. He said, I heard the church singing, and it was in harmony. The place was just filled with so many people. And he said, it just, I've missed the harmony. We closed at our church, and Pastor, you've got such a strong, you have a better voice than I do, and I don't have a, I don't have a solo voice. But, but we close. I wish you'd do this. You, you probably already do. Every Sunday night, I have a song. We sing a cappella. I get done baptizing, and most time for the baptistry. Well, saying there is a fountain. Oh, that, that lower floor and those side balconies, that top balcony Sunday night, singing harmony. Oh, it's just beautiful. Just beautiful. Be a singing church. They change their music. They change their worship. We're out of time. Last one. Last one. The Bible says they changed their dress. Verse 25, when Moses saw that the people were naked. We, we live in such a casual day. Maybe it's not here. You're, you're probably more dignified than the Silicon Valley. A lot of casual there. Not our church. But it's amazing how that people show up to a, a funeral. Not our people. Guests. In shorts tank tops and sandals. By the way, they didn't allow that at the queen's funeral. 
for 10 days you had to wear black and you had to be dressed appropriately just even to stand in line. And I'm for, I'm for <laughs> come to church any way you want to come, but you know God's people ought to be a little bit different. A little bit different. We come to weddings that way. I'm thinking weddings and funerals. I've had a couple of times now to, and it's just a miracle to have an audience with the presidents in Washington, D.C. I remember one time I flew in and I got to the hotel and stayed that night. Next morning, my shoes were already shined, but I touched them up again. I'm going to see the president. And I looked at my suit and made sure it was still just perfect. I sort of turned the iron on, just touched up the collar of my, I'm going to see the president. I made sure everything was looking right. I'm going to see the president. I think, you know, I, I'm, I'm not suggesting George Bush, and I saw him, was one time very long meeting, but, but, but I'm not saying he was Mr. Right Wing, conservative, all that. I'm not saying that. But somebody on almost day one came into the Oval Office when he became president, and they did not have a tie on. And I'm not saying you have to have a tie tonight. In fact, I'm thinking about taking mine off right now. But so you guys look great. And we ought to have a lot of folks come to our church without ties on. It's great. It's fine. But he said, get out of this office. This office is too, it represents too much bigger than you and me to come in here casual. Whether you voted for Mr. Obama or not, that's up to you. He was the first one to ever sit in the Oval Office in shorts. There was a dignity. Just about life. And these people began to take more clothes off and more clothes off till they were just naked. These were God's people. Tonight I speak to the church. Tomorrow night I want to speak to you. I think tomorrow night, if you're going to choose one of the two messages, come tomorrow night. I'll try to encourage you more. But I think you ought to just realize you're going to kiss your kids goodbye if you don't stand for something. And I'm not suggesting they're all going to turn out right. I am going to suggest at least you did your part. And you stood for courage. I fly in front of my house two American flags. In the backyard, there's one big pole I fly. In my backyard, I live on an expressway. And on a boulevard, it's coast, it, it, they say there's 185,000 cars a day in my backyard. I like them to see the flag. My neighbors all compliment and say, Pastor, I like you fly that flag. It's amazing how many more. Maybe if we could try this one, would that help you? Uh, how many of our neighbors now fly the flag? I love the flag. I was never a military man. You men and ladies that were in the military, I, I respect you so much. I was in Salt Lake waiting, and, and they said, okay, first-class customers come. They went. I watched Executive members, you come. I watched. They went. There was like seven groups ahead of me. And they got to military, active or retired. Man, I know I'm going to be way in the back of the plane. I just know how it's going to work. But I was glad. Those are wonderful people. Your kids are worth having a good church. Your grandkids. My wife and I have 14 grandkids. I want them to have an America. But more important, America, I want them to have a church. It stands for something. Tonight, as we think of the situation here, we realize that the Bible asks the question, verse 26, and I close, who is on the Lord's side? I'm going to ask you that tonight. And I know you are. You have to be the tithers and the soul winners and the prayer warriors and the servants of God. I know you are. 
But I don't want to, I, I don't want to come to the end of my journey and look back and say I, I didn't serve him to the, the finish line. I've got one of our graduates, maybe tonight he'll pass away from Golden State, 46 years of age. His journey's been short. There's so many people in our church, their journey is cut short and cut, being cut short. Deathbeds are coming. I, I, I don't, with my people, I try not to talk about age, but you know, it's very obvious. My wife and I, December, married 50 years, so we're old. And uh, people ask me, they don't want me to, they say, but when are you going to retire? When are you going to rest? I was created to be a pastor. I can't imagine not pastoring. Now, I'm not going to stay and hurt the church. If I start following all steps, <laughs> and by the way, that will register with me much tonight. That's never happened. Things like that, you folks know when you get older, it bothers you. Am I losing it? <laughs> My wife says, you're not losing it, you've lost it. <laughs> can't imagine not pastoring those people. I love them so much. I, I just love those people. They've been so good to my wife and I. They've been so supportive. God's doing something. I, I don't know how many more trips are in my heart or my body or how many more services I have, but I know I've used up most of them. But I don't want to sit on a porch, rocking chair, drinking iced tea, and come to the end of my journey. I might one day be moved to a nursing home. I like to have a Bible study in the nursing home. I like to lead singing in the nursing home. We need you. Something's happening here in this church. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.